live before we go live uh friday friday um podcast where we're gonna try to talk to you about what it is that we want to accomplish we've got some very well-known powder coaters in the industry uh known for their skills and their uh i guess ability to um <laughs> Ability to do bespoke like no other, right? There you um, go. And so uh, we're happy to have Roro from Roro Designs, hey. Justin Marshall from Triple G's. <laughs> How did you do that? I thought something legitimately was in front of me. <laughs> All right, balloon sweet. Scott. Okay. <laughs> Taking a delivery. It's still a live shop. I got grumpy old Ross in the background. So we also have Ashton from Palmer's Powders and Rich King from uh, Rags to Riches. Hey, hey. So thanks for joining us today. We are going to have, uh, you know, obviously Ross is going to join us on the live uh, on March 1st. And um, I think possibly some other surprise guests. Uh, we're still working out the background and the details to it all. This is kind of like, for us, this is like a um, a dry run, I guess, so to speak. I just want to hop over to Instagram and see what happened. Oh, if we're going live, so let's click on that button. And uh, we are live on Instagram, too. So that's awesome. I can see that happening. Um, let me see if I can move this over. I guess people can comment on this live i'm not sure if it comes through on the feed but we do have uh we, we you know yeah there is there is a chat option at the bottom there is right. a chat yeah i'm not sure if people can see that or not but right. no, i don't not. know if the chat i don't know if the chat's frozen the comments are for everyone else oh here we no, go it's going. Got, like kane's got, coding's in there oh, hi Kane's. people coding. are popping in there that's go. awesome hey powder tech corby Hi. Yeah, if I go on the chat, then I lose all this. <laughs> all focus. Right. Yeah, exactly. So oh, I could um, actually. I do I need someone to monitor chat comments if you can kind of bring them to my attention. I don't um, know if I could sign in twice, but I have a spare phone. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So what are we what are we talking about today? You know, we're promoing our live event. Um just to kind of get down to the oh hello jacob welcome to the show so happy to see you i hope you get to participate and ask questions and stuff like that um we are we're doing something that's never been done before <laughs> you know um it's not easy to do and have this all set up it's it's taken me a long time and i think that part of that is the progression of the podcast, right? And um, how we've, it's like, it seems to be poised to where it is to going in this direction today. And that's why I'm so grateful to have all of you gentlemen here today, because this is the heart of powder coating right here. It's not just the voice, but it's also the heart. And I think if we can um, come to this forum uh, with that in mind, I think that we ultimately and um, authentically want to share your stories and your information 
Um, and we're still kind of figuring out how and where this is going to go from here. So I just wanted to preface that uh, just so that um, people understand what what we're about to do. And I think that's why we're here today is to kind of talk about what this live custom coder forum is. A lot of eyeballs are looking at us right now, um, not just from the bespoke industry, but also from um, the, you know, the greater, larger industry, uh, you know, and yeah, that's all I want to say about that. Just because we're professionals doesn't mean we have a clue what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, I think about it though, like trying to wrangle all of us up at one time, that's like a, a feat in itself. Cause yes. we're all, we're all in different time zones. We're all in, yeah. we're all in different, um, you know, we got things going on. We all have things to do, but at the end of the right. day, I want to come right. forward and help as many people as we can. Like I said, like, yeah. I don't think we're going to change the minds of the big, the big box industry, but if we can change the way that people look at powder coating from the ground up, then, you know, I think that's a start. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, and uh, keep talking guys. Cause I'm going to go grab the link. So that well, those that are listening, like can for me, find uh, yeah, I, to like add to what Ashton was saying is like a while ago when I first started, and for years I did the "Whose Man Was This?" was my Instagram story of showing work that came in the shop done by other people, all the mistakes, all the flaws, and explain why it happened, and then show what I'm doing to correct it and why it should be done this way. So a very deep explanation to educate the general public and which also translated to other coders that watched it. Like I always had people message me saying, oh, I had no idea you needed to do this or, oh, that's why that happened, oh, I, etc." So my whole goal was to educate the general public to know that not every powder coder is the same and these are results that you shouldn't expect. It's like a major, that's like a major point. Like, I mean, I was a who's man at one point, you know, I, I dropped out of high so school, started, started powder coating at 18 and we hot flocked everything. And, you know, it, it took, it took me a good 10, 12 years to really get to a point to understand like the shit doesn't need to be 10 mils thick, you know, like just certain things, but I, everybody's learning and growing. It's like, I, I yeah. can sit here and say like, yeah, I might be professional and I might be this or that. But at the end of the day, I still don't know my foot from my ass. I'm learning everything every day, you know, like sometimes well, like taping's quicker. Sometimes it isn't, you know, like certain things come at, at certain, at certain paces for certain people. But I, I, that's also like a juggling act of like the difference between us being custom coders and the difference between production shops, you know, like, you got to really figure it. The main thing is, is like we have to educate the, the, the customer, but 90% of the time the customer doesn't have time or the want to learn about what they're getting or what they're paying for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. So it's like Rich was saying the other day, you know, even though we all do this day in and day out and we know the do's and don'ts and for the most part, you know, it's, it's a learning curve still for us every day. Like for instance, gloss black, like that's everybody's at some point in time it's everybody's kryptonite whether you perfected your process or not i can do 15 sets of gloss black wheels and no issue and then all of a sudden get one gloss black harley piece that i fight for a week so it just right. different things and different ways to approach it to to learn the nuances of it well that's why i'm here i i coded i i probably coded 10 sets of wheels silver in the last two weeks 
I coated a set of silver today, and they completely messed up. They're in the paint stripper right now. Right. Why did it, why why did it go so wrong? So obviously, right. I just did a couple things after that. Didn't even do half of the things I was supposed to do today. Shut the shop down and said, "Well, now I got time for this." So yeah. I made a mistake today, and I I couldn't figure out why. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, forgiving yourself too is, you know, and and I guess sometimes, you know, Ross kind of described it. He had this, um, an oh, an incident, um, and uh, he just kind of powered through it. And it what what it was is the hook was touching the because it was a you know it was like a retail rack, you know, so like right. an upside down U with a stand and the hook was not far enough away and so it kind of got stuck in there mm. and um and then it was the wrong color so then he That's you know the now it's an awkward piece that you have to strip well he's like "Fuck it we're just gonna um just continue on and so he sanded it and everything and prepped it again and then did a candy over that uh and still had some issues but powered through it you know so it's it's hard to even when you have new stuff how do you you know like you have to i can't explain what it is but you go he said you go back to this rudimentary like oh that was when i was struggling what did i do back then Mm -hmm. kind of mentality i guess yeah uh i think the i think the back then mentality that's like the funny thing is is you can get so deep into this and like you know, get so anal retentive about certain things that you kind of like, that's why I always say like powder coating is pretty holistic in, in the sense of like, you know, gun settings and all this other stuff or the pressure in the air. And it's like, I can just tell you by the first time I pull my trigger, even before I, I start laying, you know, like powder on the substrate, you can just feel that it's not right. Or, mm-hmm. you know, some, some weird shit like that. But at the end of the day, it's like how, like, I think about stuff like, when I worked in the first shop that I did here in Coeur d'Alene, Lake City powder coating, I used to do like the cleanest gloss black. And this is before people were really even really laying glass with gloss black and powder. And we were doing roadster frames and stuff. And it's the dirtiest shop in the world that I ever worked in or you ever walked in. You just start like, Oh, you'd be freaking out. Like how does, how does clean stuff come out of here? You know? And I kind of chalk it up to like, it's just like, out of sight, out of mind, or, or just stop looking at it too close and just, just roll with it. You know, like at the end of the day, yeah, it might come out great at the end of the day. It might not, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're just playing Russian roulette half the time. I mean, like powder coat is like, it's a science. Like you have all this, the air, the, you know, the electricity, the grounding, it's, it's a science, but there's no science to it. We, uh, I think it was like two days ago, I was coding stuff with the gamma preset that I always use. I have my own air and own powder flow, but everything else is just the presets. And no matter what, I couldn't coat this part. I couldn't second coat it. And then I just hit my own preset or like my custom setting and it just worked right away. But I'd be, I used that setting for the last two years, all the presets. And then all of a sudden I just had to use my own custom settings and mess around with the gun and figure it out. That's right. my, that's like my well, biggest. <laughs> My biggest question in the industry is like, I mean, I was pretty set and I've always never really listened to what the gun or the preset settings or even just like the reps that'll come in and they're like, dude, your settings are whack. And I'm like, well, it's working for me, this, Mm -hmm. that or the other. But at the end of the day, like 
I would love to be able to to code at like 100 kV, 10 microamps. You know, like I would I would love that. But at the end of the day, like what I see with that result isn't that doesn't work that well for me. And mm -hmm. like that's what I want to understand is why isn't it working for me? Why why do I have to to tell the machine to do what to do? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I just want to reach out to Lionel at iCandy Coatings <laughs> because he's got his gloss black. And actually we were, you know, uh, Lionel came out, he's on the big Island in Hilo and he came out to help Ross after the accident. So I just want to give a huge, huge shout out to Lionel, uh, Silva of iCandy Coatings. Um, he was such a joy to work with. We totally enjoyed having him out there. And this is a great way to kind of, uh, uh, share with you, you know, how vulnerable we were back then and to have him come out. And I know he's battling with gloss black Harley parts right now. And we, Ross and I were talking about him uh, about the gloss, about the black. There's something about the black powder that he struggles with. And, and Ross just said, he, you know, he's like, oh no, you don't want me to do the black. Cause we had something that come in that needed black. And he was like, nope, shoot it, shoot it. And you, you know, and it's a confidence. It, there is a confidence game that you play in this business. Um, I feel really bad for people that have issues, like that have so many issues with gloss black. Like, don't get me wrong. I've had my fair share of issues with it too. But I think I, know, I started using PPG's Midnight Black and that stuff will go super orange peely real quick. But at the end of the day, you can lay it down and it'll it'll look like a mirror. Hmm. Which so is funny, like, you use you use that, and I switched to Tiger's. Well, I think it's called Mercedes Black. Oh, yeah. And it's the best black I've ever seen in my life. I two coat it, and it's like slick every single time. Yep. That's so like, like you just got to figure out your black, the gun that the exact like. If I took your powder and tried to use it, I'd probably mess it up because you have it dialed into your gun, your atmosphere, right? The way yep. you spray. But then if we switched, you'd probably mess up my black. Well, that's right. the that's the main point that I have to put out there is it's like people can, you know, the amount of messages I get a week of like, what's your gun setting or how are you, what's your process or this exactly. or that, like, that yeah. might not work. Like, let's say, you know, Justin's down in Texas where it's dry and hot and humid, mm -hmm. humid, yeah. 100%. his, his fucking the barometric barometric pressure in his shop is not going to equate to my gun settings here in North yeah. Idaho. And right. it's probably, I would say, somewhat similar to what Roro's in because he's in the snow, he's in the cold. Like it's right. freezing right now. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking on that though, Ashton, you know, the other day somebody was trying to two coat something, put a second coat on it, wasn't taking it. You commented on it and gave him some gun settings to try. So just for shits and grins, I tried it myself, and uh, those settings did not work at all. Yeah. Like it just exactly it rejected yeah. everything I tried to put on. Well, it's like Tribo, like Tribo. Tribo won't work up here. Like no. Tribo systems will not work up here in the north. Down in Texas yeah. and Florida and all that shit, Tribo mm -hmm. is bitching. <laughs> right. right. Yep. <laughs> grounding. Grounding is so. Good. So Brad just uh, Brad from Utah Powder Works, um, who actually I hope to have on the show uh, soon. We keep talking about it, rapping about it. Um, um, he says, I get people want to find a magic gloss black, but doing two coats and pulling at barely Both. a gel. Yep. Following, yeah, like when it's like followed, velvet. Yeah, yeah, followed by a slightly lower cure temp to retain all gloss is more important. Can yes, you guys never, comment on that? Your, your, uh, 
I would say 90% of the TDS sheets on the market are going to claim that you should cure stuff at 400 degrees. My ideology switched when I switched to like using PPGs and their TDS sheet says clear or cure at 375. Yes. For 20 minutes at 10. Yeah. Obviously you have to accommodate substrate temp or substrate thickness. And I do not understand why TDS sheets in this industry at this point in time, do not say it to accommodate substrate thickness because you know, from years and years of experience with a lot of reps, they're always saying like, you know, if something's an inch thick, you know, whether it's aluminum steel or whatever, you, you need to go away longer because it, you have to, to create the that mass, internal, yeah. yeah, the mass well, has right. to heat up from the inside out basically. Yeah. So like, you know, go lower and just go longer. I, well, I know from, in a, in an aspect of like being in a rush or trying to do stuff in a timely manner that sucks and it, it's painful, but your finished result will make you feel way better. Yeah. So whenever I do gloss blacks, if I'm going to do like a two coat, I net, what's funny is I always see and hear everyone doing the, I call it the wet sugar when it starts to not quite a gel, but it looks like wet sugar. Mm -hmm. I always hear people say they pull the, parts out then and then coat them again. But I do the full like 60% cure on gloss black and then two coat it as if it was just any other base and clear. Yep. Right. Because That'll prevent window framing too. If you're going well, into as well as if there's any like dust nibs, if there's anything that I can just go ahead and sand out, you're not right. going to catch all that stuff when it's at the wet sugar stage. True. Mm -hmm. so yep, that's you're, what technic I do. you're technically just doing one coat at that point. I wouldn't really call that two coat. You're right. basically doing it hot and cold if you're just going sugar and then over it again. Yeah, like right. that's just really one yeah. layer one to cold. me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I do your, uh, that method, bro. I'll shoot, uh, flow it out, get it locked down, start looking at it, what if we've got orange peel, if we've got any trash in there, or if it's looking good, pull it out, let it cool, bring it back down, 120, something yeah. like that, ready to go with the second coat, shoot it. Back Boom. and she goes, usually glass. And especially, especially if you're going to like mask or plug stuff off or do any vacuuming or wiping. If you're going to hot flock, you know, warm flock it, you're going to get it all over those areas, like the back mm -hmm. hub of a wheel. Yep. Unless you've masked it, obviously. Uh, yeah. Big shout out to Scott Coates. We do not, uh, we, we do man. not deserve that guy in this industry, in my <laughs> opinion. Like, he's Boy. doing God's work when it comes yeah. to like. I probably have one of everything that he offers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Microvac. I, <laughs> I, uh, I have the K series. I have the Honda K series valve cover, like underside thing. Yep. I don't know anyone else who has one. I've never seen anyone post about it. And, and I to think it all started with Scott Coates. I reached out to him with a caulking gun, and I said, <laughs> "Is there any way you can make this something like this? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do it, but something to hold your gun in the boot." Yep. And, and we talk and that's and literally and you know a month two months later so i got this 3d printer and i'm working on it rich and and then he sent me two of them his prototypes and these are the first one what do you think and i'm like the guy's a genius and it, it, and from there it just how know, that guy does how that guy does the work he does on top of like uh you know product development else. yeah and, yeah. and everything yeah. else at the same time baffles me yeah. Well, yeah. he well, shared it, that on the show. You know, he came on the show, and I, I think that that kind of gave me the impetus to do a custom live forum, is because <clears throat> he was coming 
from doing a God's work kind of perspective, you know, where he just wanted to solve problems in the industry. And I think right. that that Definitely. kind of was, is part of the reason why we're, um, doing what we're doing uh mm -hmm. why why are we doing this custom coder forum um that, that's that's, it's funny that you said that i was literally just going to say something about like we're trying to problem solve so actually a year it was almost a year to the day that scott Coates put out his honda k series or his ls valve cover plugs right a right. year almost to the day prior i emailed a bunch of companies about getting those made because I do so many Honda covers and I was sick of masking them off. I was sick of blowing them out, especially for blasting. And I reached out to a bunch of companies um, and I was going to start making them and selling them. And everyone I talked to said, no, I can't do that. It won't withstand the oven. It'd be too costly. You'd need like 10,000 units to start to even make a mold. And it kind of just died out. And I was going to get one made for myself. And then it was like a couple days later, he posted that he was making them and I sent him a screenshot of the email and said a year ago I was trying to do this and he just <laughs> and he did it yeah. so I like the other day I posted a picture of my Suron that I built because I j just put brand new grips on it and he's like send me those dimensions I'm gonna make you some grips and I'm like <laughs> what yeah yeah he's awesome. the guy yeah. is amazing and is I just want to let you know that he's uh, come back to me and he's going to be donating. So we're having a giveaway with this uh, March 1st event. Um, maybe we can kind of talk about that for just a moment. Um, yeah. We've got, uh, Rich, you know more about it, but I know uh, Scott just uh, texted me back this morning. He's going to give some stuff, I think, around $100 or more. So, right. you know, we know how right. invaluable his stuff is anyways. It's way worth, it's more <laughs> worth more in gold than you know, yeah. to power coders, right? Yeah. Uh, right, right, so right. $100 doesn't seem like much, but tell me, tr trust me, uh, his tools are worth yeah. thousands. They're life changing. Yeah, the, amount, the amount that he charges for those tools is not enough. No. Right. Yeah. Right. Don't say that. literally one job. You do one <laughs> job with those tools that literally pays for itself yeah. and, like yeah. two times. It does. Yeah, for sure. uh, so for that's sure. a good thing to say. Um, Rich, who are you? Yeah, yeah I've, uh, I spoke with Monty <clears throat> at uh, First and Finishing. Um, he's a, uh, you know, uh, if, for those that don't know Monty, First and Finishing, they are a distributor of aftermarket parts uh, for most of the popular guns. Uh, incredible customer support, regardless of what gun you got, if you ever have an issue, whatnot. Uh, I, I, got, I got to know Monty uh, when I first got into coding. Bought my first gun from him, uh, a Gima, uh, refurbished, and uh, he's been just—we've been—we've become good friends and whatnot. So I talked to him, and he said he definitely wants to be a part of this, and uh, he's got a donation package that he's putting together. And awesome. uh, kind of stay tuned, and and he's going to reach out to me uh, first of the week with with the package. So Perfect. folks will definitely have that to look forward to. Also, uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, just to kind of give back a, again to the community and whatnot. I got some uh, some cool R2R merch, some hats. I'm uh, will, you know going to donate and throw in there also. And then I've got a couple other suppliers that I have not heard back from yet. Uh, some big names that are uh, waiting to hear what their corporate's going to say if we can get them to kick some stuff in also. Yeah. yeah. And, I've and I'm going to donate as well. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to do one of my courses giveaways right <laughs> one of my courses or a monthly subscription or both it just depends 
I, I haven't put much thought into it, but I know I can offer one or the other or both. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, Benco, um, they have been a sponsor. Oh, how cute. Surprise guest appearance. Hi. <laughs> um, That's the boss. <laughs> uh, Benco uh, Sales, uh, the supplier of V17, they're going to be giving away 30 gallons of V17. They can just ship that directly to my shop. <laughs> yeah. Can I be so been doing this for five years without Kim stripping them. I'm about ready to pull my hair out. Oh, man. My goodness. Yeah. Um, you know, I know I was talking to Keynes actually and telling him about that. And he goes, you know how much that stuff's worth, right? 30 gallons. And I'm like, no. And he's worth like, more than gold. $850. Right. I just called yeah, the other day. So I'm telling you that that's a big issue. You know, that's a big thing. Now, Valerie at Benco, um, is, you know, she runs it and I'm very close with her. Uh, she said that that's not going to include shipping. Okay. So right. please just full disclosure and I'll, I'll repeat this during the forum and the giveaway. Right. Uh, but basically, um, you know, it, she's not going to pay for the shipping, but trust me, you can come up with the few hundred dollars. Yeah, if you're getting 30 pay. gallons of B17 <laughs> yeah. for free, right. you're going to pay for shipping. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got out of the stripping game last year. I said I was never going to do it. I got burned pretty bad and, yeah. uh, a little over a year ago. And uh, I saw I got rid of my stripping setup and everything like that. And I don't know how you've done it for so long, Ashton, because I'm getting back into it. I'm setting up a new stripping oh, setup. I, that's my main goal this year is to get a strip set up. Uh, going to do a little bit better PPE and, and be a little bit more careful. Yeah. Got to be. Got to be so careful. Man, I, had a I, I just got splashed the other day right on the corner of my eye, like almost yeah. hit my eye and got me on my eyebrow. And I'm like, why was I not wearing my PPE? Yeah. Dude, that, it, Ross has hurt. one right up here and it's discolored. Yeah. It's yeah. on his eyelid. I've got a scar like right in the middle of one of my tattoos. It, it just looks like a oh, cigarette burn, like a, a cigarette put out right on my arm. It's just like oh. taking away all the tattoo pigment and everything. Man, that's exactly what happened. I had a set of 24 inch hostiles in here and, uh, I was in a rush, didn't put no PPE in, and I reached down there to grab them, and my arm got stuck. And I dropped oh. the wheel, and it splashed everywhere. It got all over my face. Oh. You can't oh. see it in here, but this whole side's discolored. Oh. All down my back. So I was like, screw it. The next week, once I started healing up and everything, I got rid of it all. And uh, it sucked since I've done that. So I'm getting back. I did, a, I did a Harley fork tube, and I put it in upside down, so it was like big end of the bottom and this and the small hole at the top. And I yeah. dunked it. It slipped out of my hand on the wire, and it just exploded. And it went all over my neck, my face, my lips. It went up my nose. Oh my god! Luckily, I like closed my eyes in time and kind of went to turn, but it just like splashed all over me. Yeah, that's like my that's nightmare fuel right there. I know. It's not well, fun. all I can say ever. is, if you can afford it, get the B17E tank. Ross yeah. was a little like not happy about the purchase price, but uh it was a little <laughs> who is in this industry when it comes right? to anything tools <laughs> no but they yeah, have you know, lease to own lease to own but um you know you have to i'll talk about it in a future show i think we're gonna brad brad from utah powderworks and i are gonna get on the show and because he has a b17 to b tank and we're gonna talk about it but it's gotten better uh and now I don't know. I mean, he's he's having to do something 
today in the acid, the old B17 acid dip thing. I don't know what it is, something, but uh, I think he just does his hooks now mostly in just the acid because it's faster, but mm -hmm. uh, the tank is certainly worth it uh, in terms of pain. So the sure. B17E you have to heat then. Correct. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, it, it is. And it's very, you know, like you got to get it at the right. Is it, it pretty it, noxious compared to the old stuff? You know, it, apparently she emailed me the other day because I was kind of complaining about that, but um, she's changed the formulation now and it's supposed to be smelling better. Um, Cause I, to like, me, it I smells like, like tomato, bad coat. tomato soup, but other people say it smells like Lysol. Yeah, I have a, like I've been using just for, to just keep, keep my hooks clean or if I have anything small that I want to strip that I don't want to sit there and blast for hours. I, uh, aircraft stripper came out with a new formulation called aircraft stripper ultra mm -hmm. and it works pretty similar to their older, like the good stuff with methylene chloride in it. So I just buy a couple of gallons of that poured in a, you know, a tote that won't melt. And right. That's what I, I just toss my hooks. I group up all my hooks, toss the hooks in there for a couple of days, pull them out, pressure wash them off. And it's, you know, it's, it makes my life pretty, a lot easier than having to buy new hooks every fucking mm. other, other week. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and I think that's the point of the forum is to kind of talk through these problems and disinformation that we find on other platforms. Right. You know, um, well, there's a lot of ever evolving changes happening in Facebook and Instagram and, uh, you it's know, a giant other echo places. chamber. It is. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Rich. Yeah. You know, talking about B17 and, and methylene chloride, you know, uh, I'm afraid it's not if it's just a matter of time when it is going to be uh, almost impossible to get a hold of. And so for the guys, myself, Ronan, uh, anybody that's in Ashton, anybody that's in the northern climates and whatnot, you know, my strip tank is 300 gallons, right? Jesus. There is no way I can I can heat in Michigan. <laughs> now, we've had oh, God, an no. easy winter. There's no way I can heat a 300-gallon tank, uh, whether it's B17E or, you know, whatever the, the newest, the latest and the greatest is. Uh, it cost me a fortune. There's just absolutely no way. You need to, you need to elevate it off the ground and light a fire under it. Right. right. <laughs> Literally. And then it's going to, then it's going to boil off and, and right. evaporate. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's yeah. like my hardest thing is like one, my kids are here, you know, yeah. uh, quite a bit of time. So I don't need, you know, even just the aircraft stripper I get from the auto parts store just to strip my hooks reeks like really yeah. bad. And, let alone having a 30 gallon tank of whatever, whoever's stripper in my shop. Like yeah, that's yeah. one thing I'm worried about. And then two, like I'm not in that big of a shop. So the second either my landlord comes in or the fire department comes in, or even let's say I, you know, I draw a red flag with the EPA, dude, they're going to have a heyday with that. And I, luckily I'm in the state of Idaho to where there's really no regulations on it as right. of yet, but it's really just more of like a national, like what Rich is saying, like it's gonna, it's getting harder and harder and harder to get. But I, I think my only, my only, uh, like replacement <laughs> for strip is have you guys learned or seen about like plastic media? I saw, yeah, yeah. It's I just ground up plastic it. media. Um, Crosslink Coatings uses it. And that, dude, that stuff, like if, I mean, yeah, it takes a bit of time, but it's, it's well, the media is not heating up and creating friction like you know mm -hmm. garnet right. or 
green diamond or whatever you're using, right. it actually does it, and then it won't burn. It won't burn the image like other things will. Well, it's it's going to be an it's going to be an issue because steel you can use a burn off oven, you can get a big blast rig, and you can you know hammer the hell out of old steel, you know whatever, yeah. you know you've got those 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 uh, alternatives. But when it comes to aluminum wheels, especially let's take Roro's uh, style wheels, you know the high end, uh, mm. really really quality anything you know, German. Look, yeah, yeah, German, <laughs> Japanese, oh, all the oh Japanese man, out Japanese there. all the way. <laughs> is junk. you know the point is is you're not you know you're you're not gonna be uh sitting there blasting on those with a with a you know a, a towable 185 uh diesel compressor you're not going to be putting them in a burn off so you're gonna have to have but people do unless you want to yeah, buy somebody know. a new set of wheels right exactly. yeah so and go bankrupt this mm -hmm. is coming this is coming. I mean, I have a lot of business. I agree. Where I, do, I do a lot of stripping for other coders in my area. And, uh, you know, because, because of the tank and, and the price has just steadily gone up and up and up. And yeah. I've had to increase what I charge the guys just because the cost has just gotten ridiculous, uh, especially keeping that big tank full and fresh. Uh, but, but it's something around the corner. It's coming. I mean, and so. Um, Plus the cost you know, of, of, you know, throwing it away. Well, yeah, yeah, disposal. I mean, there's, there's just a litany of, of issues that come with it. I personally would love to get away from, from uh, the methylene chloride, but there's nothing that works <laughs> Let's nope. face it, like that does. There's nothing that works like it at all. Not, not at this point. Now, I know, you know, there's, there's a lot of other chemicals that are coming in, guys, but, but the drawbacks to those are is they need to be heated. And, right. and uh, you know, I'm all for a, a better green initiative, the, the, the burning, the, the odor. All those things. I mean, uh, you you know, methylene chloride. It says right there. It doesn't say it may cause uh, uh, cancerous uh, react. It says it is. Ooh, yeah. Fact, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's not may. It is. So <laughs> it's definitely something you don't want around the kids. The grandkids come. You know, I I have a separate building for for chems and whatnot. But um, the point is, it's dangerous. You know, there's no doubt it's dangerous in there. We need to as an industry. You know what's what's going to be the next? Where are we going with this? You know, because it is going to be going to be a thing of the past in the future. I think scale your businesses. Scale your businesses. Think it's a thing of the past, and I think powder is going to start shifting more into like infrared. Like you're already seeing it in Europe. It's majorly, you know, it's major in Europe right now. Infrared is insane, but I still right. don't understand how the powder is yeah. curing without the substrate being. That too. You know. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like Rich was saying, like the heating, heating the 300, you know, gallons or whatever of uh, whatever stripper you want to use, like up there when it's cold, that's that's an issue, right? That's a whole issue. But even down here in Texas, like right now, it's 78 degrees out here. But send right it my way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, I, when I when I got burned and I got rid of uh, I had I didn't have B17, I had uh, 1010P, and that's when I got burned and I got rid of it. And then I had a, a neighbor a guy that lives down the street from me, he works for a chemical company. He's like, hey, I have something that'll work. It just has to be heated. So we built a strip tank for it, heated strip tank. But even that wasn't economical down here. And I mean, talking 100-degree summers, I was going right. through so much propane just to do right. that, you know, to heat it up. Yeah. Electrical, like a, a immersion heater, wouldn't heat up the way I needed to. You know, it was uh, right. 100 gallons of it. It wouldn't heat it up the way I needed to. The only option was propane burners, which I put crawfish pots underneath it, or crawfish burners. Yeah. And uh, set them up, 
and put it on my hundred gallon uh, propane tank. But even I was filling that propane tank up every week, and that right. hundred gallons, you know, it's a couple hundred bucks to fill that up every week. You right? need to be at a certain level of stripping, um, and that's what we've discovered is, you know, we don't run it all the time. We can't leave it on. Our electric bill would be outrageous, and we've got yeah. a smart meter out here. Um, so that is something that, uh, somebody actually said that last night was talking about that in one of the, I think, um, one of the groups powder coating in general in Hawaii sounds like my worst nightmare. It's not bad. Um, you, just have in so, terms you guys of, are literally dealing with the gnarliest elements from every, yeah. every direction <laughs> on the every direction yeah it's funny um that you say that but yeah that's exactly what um what it is and it's funny because i know you guys i was listening to a podcast last night um uh, on a lady that's coming on a podcast our podcast next i'm going to record it next week and she was actually having to bring in like humidifiers to because it's so dry where she's at, wow. you know, That's insane. Um, in order to create ideal conditions. So, you know, That's there's, crazy. there is kind of that, that you either can create the conditions in your shop that are ideal for powder coating, because it can't be too dry and it can't be too wet. Um, on a day like today where it's just been raining, I don't know how much powder coating he'll do. He'll do small stuff, but uh, yeah, it kind of can mess with your scheduling. Mm -hmm. um, and stuff oh, like yeah. that too. So, right. uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, that's, that was what I was telling this one kid last night that was asking about, you know, cause you get to this point where you're done with the acid, you just don't want any more burns. You don't want any more and you're ready to move on to something else. But really the jump is huge because you're dealing our, our, our electric bill went up. We don't strip that much. Um, we're not turning it on every day. Um, so it takes a while for it to heat up. And so if we could do more stripping, it would make it more econ economical to have it, but it's still better than getting burned. Right. And have taken that yeah. risk. So, um, but yeah, uh, so let's kind of, um, I mean, basically what we're going to do is just to kind of bring it full circle here is we're about problem solving in the industry, or at least having a discussion about it. Like we are today right now. Um, we, we want to dissolve a lot of disinformation or misinformation in the industry. Um, and we, you know, we are going to be charging for this event and, uh, there are going to be more joining us in the, in the live event, including Ross and a few others. We're still kind of working out the rest of them. Um, it's $10 to join. I'm going to put it up here on the. Uh, thing you just go over to our calendar and uh, Luma event and ten bucks and I think that it's the the money that we're going to gain from this event is going to go to uh, it's going to go to Black Label for right now um, just this event we're still working things out with Victor but we know that he's hurting a lot and our thoughts are with you Victor. Amen. I can't imagine what you're going through right now and, you know, how we get this, uh, these funds to you. Uh, it's our gift to you. Right. Um, and then from there, I, I see us being very successful with these uh, and having them on a regular basis. Uh, I, I have you know, a question. 
yeah. Is, so how do, you, how do you get entered into the giveaway? Is it whoever donates gets entered into the giveaways? Okay, so apparently, and I haven't figured it out yet, but I watched a video on this uh, platform. Uh, the a platform we use is StreamYard. And the uh, level that I'm at is um, you can add a... Uh, Hold on, let me let me see if I can bring it up. Present. Like a generator, almost, or yes, it's a generator. Um, I think we lost Rich. Yeah, it's okay. He'll come back. Um, well, okay. I don't know. Somehow, I gotta watch the thing again. But basically, you you have an auto generator, and then the people that are in the chat. Yeah, uh, so it, you do have pairs, to go to the live pairs with the people in the chat and then it'll go through a, a random a generator or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then it's but it's all included in this uh, StreamYard thing. So cool. I'll have to um, figure out how I, I probably should have figured that out by now. But um, I, I want to say <laughs> I, like I, my, I the biggest ahead. thing for me with like this form and being like on on here and then like with Roro and Justin and Rich and all the other people that are going to be coming in for the actual, you know, the live stream in, on March. It's really, it's really crazy. Cause you know, I'm just one dude in Idaho and in a state that it's like, uh, people don't really understand that Idaho exists or, or whatever you want to chalk it up to. <laughs> yeah. But where like, is that? <laughs> yeah. Being like, it, like you guys are like a lot of my idols. I look up to you guys. And like, that's, that's one thing that I want to, to preface on is like, you know, we see all this cool work in this industry and, and people like you guys are the re are laying the ground for groundwork for people like me to understand that it's possible. So it's like, but it goes both ways because you yeah, do yeah, almost yeah. everything you do. I don't do, <laughs> but it's, it's like, like, you know, you it's, do all these stencils and fades. It's and... imposter syndrome at the highest degree. Yeah, it at, is. at the same time, it's like, you know, I don't, I try to be very humble in the aspect of like, yes, I can do this or I can't do that. But you know, it's like, you know, like you and Robert Soka are like, in my opinion, the best wheel refinishers in the world that I've seen personally in the world. Yeah. So it's I, that, I to like to that. be a friend or I to be on the same panel with you guys is, is a huge honor for me. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think each so one of you have that, have something unique to share and that's why you've been on the podcast before you know like everybody does like the i forget the i forget his name uh the guy who started doing all the marble effect right Man, he's all over the place right now too like every that Everybody's blew up doing it. right away like he just revolutionized something and everybody thought it was the yeah. coolest thing right. anytime you open up the facebook group everybody is trying it everybody's <laughs> yeah. doing it yeah. that's it's something viral. that like you know what I mean? Like we all have something that other people look up to. Yeah, yeah that's like, like that's nobody my is a, nobody is the best at everything. Somebody's the, right. we have our one lane and then that's it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's like you know, my I, biggest stick. That's like when I was doing a lot of the vape stuff and doing a lot of inlay work or a lot of stencil work. And then my brother being an airbrush pinstriper, obviously you can see the, the, the art on my walls. My brother did all that, but it's like having that aspect in my life for most of my life has put me into this position with powder coating is it's like, what can I do with powder? That's a never been done before. And B I can take those skills and that talent and, and use it with this 
yeah. medium of art you know like i've done lace work i've done you know like the water dot effect like certain yeah, things yeah. like that you know it's like i really want to push that because at the end of the day i want to take the stencil work that i do and i want to be doing like leopard print on the inside of the back dishes of wheels yeah. you know like yeah, stuff like that or like yeah. you know louis vuitton print stuff like yeah just wild shit that you've never really seen before but it is possible you just got to try yeah like like i same thing i came from the paint world so i'm trying to bring kind of the paint world and like mechanic stuff like i have a background in probably every automotive industry you can imagine i've done it all and then i landed on powder coat so i'm bringing all of that work and aspects and prep to the powder world to get the cleanest work i possibly can like my whole goal is i want to refinish a wheel to make it look like i refinished it and then it went through any machining processes mm. i want all the lines as sharp and as clean and shiny metal as possible to make it literally look like it came from a factory. No, it looks better than from the factory when you do a wheel. Fuck. <laughs> Rich, you had something you wanted to say. Go ahead, Rich. Yeah, I, I just want to say that, you know, probably the oldest guy here and a little bit of wisdom. <laughs> uh, over the years, I've learned you can be good at a lot of things, only be great at one thing. Yeah, and you're a jack of all trades and a master of none. And, yeah. and that's where, if you look at uh, the, the folks on the panel here and, and, the, and the people that you've had on the shows and whatnot, you know, um, there's just some, some incredible coders in this world, you know, the things that they do and whatnot. You can be a good coder and, uh, and you know, I, I, I don't feel as though, you know, I'm at nowhere near the level that Ash is or that, that uh, Roro is and whatnot with, their, with the, you know, the, the things that they do. But in my case... I see everything, right? I see everything from old junk from the twenties all the way up to new. So, and, and that, and that color coder, and, and that's what's so good about this group is, is because Roe is that excellent wheel refinisher and Ashton does all, uh, you know, all of his stencil work and that intricate stuff. It doesn't mean that just because we have a, a an average custom coder out here that he's not a great coder or that he's not at that level. It's a different right. level. It's a different level, but he's that's what I tell at, customers all the time. You know, I specialize mostly. Uh, I love doing the old vintage gliders and the old chairs and stuff. I know the history of it, and I and you know, and I've yeah. learned how to fix them and refab them and remake the parts and and whatnot. It's just something you know. I still coat wheels. I do industrial. I do aviation, aerospace. Do all the other things, but <laughs> I really enjoy doing that old vintage stuff. A lot of guys say, "Forget that. I don't want nothing to do with the two tone and right. those things." They're rusted up junk. I, you know, forget that. And, but that's okay, you know, because yeah. there is a space for everybody out here. And, and why did I become a member of Roro's uh, Patreon group? Because what that guy does, I want to learn. I, you know, 57 years old, you know, you can teach an old dog new tricks. And I, and I, <laughs> and I want to be there and learn from this guy, right? And, and I've yeah. been in the game a while, you know. But I don't have near the skill level that this guy has uh, when it comes to the craziness. It's all smoke and mirrors. I know. know. Everything's a facade on the internet. I'm a shitty coder. I just know how to make a clean line. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, so, so it's okay. You know, I'm a, I I can say I'm an experienced coder like all these other guys, but you know what? I'm the first guy up on his Patreon page to say, let me sign up because I want to learn from this guy, man. I'm not afraid. I'm not threatened. I'm like, this guy is good. I want all the information that he's willing to give me. And of course I'm going to pay for it. He had to yeah. learn the hard way. 
we're not going to, uh, as an industry and as like the custom coding industry, we're not going to grow if we're all, if we all just have animosity towards each other. Yeah, that's correct. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. No, see, like, I don't view anybody as competition. Like, obviously, all yeah, of us in the no panel, way. we're in different regions and all that. But hell, even Scott, Scott's 30 minutes down the road from me. Right. And me and Scott talk all the all the time. Yeah. We're in different markets. We're in different lanes. I can't right. do things he does. He can't do things I do. Right. Yeah. Zane Musselman, uh, came, uh, Clutch City Coatings, he's 30 minutes in the other direction. It's the same thing. That dude does crazy stuff with wheels that I would never right. even attempt. Right. And so it's like you can't view it as a competition at, at no. by any means. There's enough work out here for us all to eat. Yeah. And, I, there is. Know, I, get, I get, you know, all day long uh, – brother coders and i'm going to say brother coders because that's the way i look at it rich where would you be at on this what do you think about this what, what mm -hmm. how would i do this how do and they're competition okay I, mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter because if you put out a good product and you and you're you know and everybody has to start somewhere that's what this is about there's there's yeah. plenty yeah. of work out here for i'm everybody. not we're not afraid of anybody here on maui and if anything they're helping us push through to the po uh, the paint trades, mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Because there's far too many um, uh, team, you know, what are the teamsters or whatever they are, you know, um, the union painters, oh, the union, right? I right. mean, they get a majority of the work. They do crappy work. Uh, they can't restore the metal. It's turn and burn, baby. And yeah, wow. and uh, we do such, day, so much better. You know, so my competition isn't the other guy. <laughs> my well, it's like a, a customer can come in and, and and say, I like, oh, you're the best powder coater in this area. And I chalk it up to being like, yeah, I might be the best. Like what Rich said, I might be the best at this thing. But you have to understand this shop is the best at that. This shop might be the best for your price and right. quality. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it just might take longer or whatever. Right. Like. Yeah, I I don't have a fucking twenty foot oven to run handrail all day. I did that shit for yeah, fifteen yeah. years or for ten years, and I got away from it. I got away from it because I knew that there was an area for me to help mom and pop people that are a building hot rods, the 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 father and son that's rebuilding a dirt bike, or or the Harley shop that needs clean gloss black. Right. Yes, right, come yeah. to me. But if you want cheap work you're gonna get cheap work go down the street i'm not gonna be offended by it yeah right so when yeah. I, I i used to work at another shop and then when i left and opened up my shop i was busy from day one they never lost much work they're still busier than hell um and then even when i worked there i could name maybe five shops i could probably name you 500 shops within 100 miles right now of where i am there are so many people and i have never been busier and I look at everyone else's Instagrams, they are, have never been busier. There's more than enough to go around. Right. And Amen. the same thing, like up in uh, like the Toronto area, I, I'm about an hour away. And up there, there's probably voters. No, we oh. lost him. Oh, no, he was making a good point. <laughs> oh, there he is. What happened to you? Yeah, everyone does like all the high-end Mercedes and, you know, Lamborghinis, and they do all the gloss block, you know, packages on wheels. Mm -hmm. But nobody up there does all this high-end Japanese stuff. Mm. Yeah, they're doing doing two ton or doing two piece to three piece wheels is like I love doing that kind of stuff. But in my general area, it's like either people come here to penny pinch or the rich people don't spend their money here. So it's like right. I have to really gamble on like 
how I charge to make it, you know, just to even get the work yeah. at the end of the day and like doing, doing those kind of wheels. Like I would love to do those kind of wheels, but those dudes come in here with them put together and I'm like, okay, like I'm not going to seal them. Like you, you're right. going to have to figure out somebody yeah. that's going to put them back together correctly, seal them correctly. Cause I don't have the tools or the means to sit here and then put all this stuff back together and then trust the fact that you're going to go drive your car down the road at a hundred miles an hour. It's going to be safe. Yeah. Well, like you could do the work, but you don't do the rest of that work. Exactly. Like me with great calipers. Like I don't take them apart. I don't put them together, same. but I'll do all the work. Right. Same. So we're going to, the forum is going to be a little bit more formal than this, but basically this is kind of the, the main group. Uh, we're going to get, have giveaways in between. We're going to have a little bit more formal questions to ask you guys. Uh, this is just kind of a test dry run for us on our, um, on our, uh, platform here. And we want to just kind of wrap up because I think the max you can do on an Instagram live is an hour or uh, 60 minutes. So I know we're kind of getting close to that, right. but I want to thank you all for coming today and we hope you're going to join. I see some people joining up already. I keep getting flashes up on my uh, phone here that people are joining. Um, so I want to thank you all. Win 30 gallons of B17. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. on that like flies right, on shit. Right. Right. Uh, we'll probably need to get that out a little bit more, huh? The giveaways. Yeah, that's a, that's right. the selling point there. Yeah, yeah, right. definitely. So, uh, Kim, yeah. one question. Uh, did you reach out to Brian, Brian Talley at Columbia Coatings? I, I haven't. I, okay. I haven't. I, I'll, uh, I'll reach out to Brian if you, unless, you, unless you want to. I can reach out to Brian and see if possibly uh, maybe he can also uh, – Maybe uh, give us a donation and whatnot. Uh, if that would be nice. Um, yeah. Especially, yeah, I, I did chat or rap with him a while ago, um, but uh, it was on another subject. So go ahead and right. um, reach out to him. And then if not, I can chime in too. You know, just yeah. I, for both I mean, of us. I, you know, Brian is, is you know, uh, and, and we got to get going here, but to, to give Brian credit, you know, he's the only out of the let's say the big box uh powder shops or what that are out there he's the only one that you'll see in the groups at night answering people's questions yeah. and he gets beat up on and everything else and and man he takes it and he says hey let, let's talk offline and let's fix it he's the only big box powder company out there with a vested interest that ha that i mean there's there's the owner of the company the ceo i'm gonna call group. yes uh, hands down uh i'm yeah. gonna call him the godfather because yeah. Of, of of bespoke because uh he was the only one the same thing with ross he would ross would actually call him on the phone sure. and ask yep. him a question or two about powder coating i mean this Absolutely. guy really yep. is still got a heart in the game and um, has helped grow the bespoke industry the custom coating industry and in, definitely um and it would be an honor if he could donate a gift certificate or two or something like right. that you know it'd just right. be so right. nice of right. him to do that because we all look up to him right right um, yeah he's he's been stuff. instrumental so in my career i tell you he been has been yeah for yeah, sure absolutely absolutely yeah. the good point good point so let's reach uh, out to randomly him. speaking of that this just pops into my head i had a conversation with shane hall the other day and he said we were talking about the uh the uh podcasting that's coming up and he said, in some way, we all need to talk about or put it out there of all this big list of colors to not go near. 
for new yeah. people. Yeah. Oh, one of the biggest, yeah. like, you know, walks, lost blocks to stay away from instead ah. of, you know, because obviously if you look at the group, hey, what's the best lost block? 50 sure. people will tell you 50 different things, but <laughs> right. nobody will say what to stay away from. Right. Stay away from this kind point. of candy gold. Stay away from this copper from this person. Stay away from sure. these metallics because of these reasons. So Super I cool. feel like that would be a good conversation to kind of help other, you know, new and upcoming coders is from people who have probably tried every color on the planet we've right. gone through all the trials and errors to try to figure out what's the best is we land on the colors we've landed on because we've gone through all the shit powders so yeah, we jumped through all the hoops stay away from would be helpful and that leads me to the whole point of the having the forum right you guys have already been in the trenches what you know our way of helping <laughs> new guys <laughs> you know is to uh learn hopefully through us what what we've fallen away from right um so uh yeah i i agree and i that is another reason why we want to do this forum and continue to do stuff like this all the time um one other point I, I wanted to make was, uh, I can't remember, I forgot now, but oh well, happens on a live podcast. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for coming on today and for joining us um, in the comments and, and joining us on this live on Instagram. This is kind of a new one for me. Uh, it's just a new feature they added. Uh, and I am looking forward to talking to all of you guys real soon. Um, and uh march 1st march 1st ten dollars luma uh link in the description here i'll put it again and uh we'll see you we'll see you when we see you that's right excellent sounds good yeah see all, right. all right bye everybody Adios. bye bye